0: Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Today, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame announced its class of 2021 inductees, including Jay-Z, Foo Fighters, Carol King, Tina Turner, Todd Rundgren, and the Go-Go's. I spoke with Go-Go's frontwoman Belinda Carlisle during the band's farewell tour in 2016, urging their Hall of Fame induction even back then. Belinda, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. So, I mean, you guys are widely known and loved and acclaimed and the whole nine yards. Um, why, after, you know, 38 years, you guys are decided to do this farewell thing?
1: <laughs> I think 38 years is a really good long run. <laughs> um, you know, we all have uh, other things going on, and, and um, you know, I mean, we, there's something to be said for quitting while, you know, you're ahead. Right. It's, especially it's different for women in and, and music and stuff. There's a lot of... You know, it's a little bit different, unfortunately, but, you know, something we all feel that this is, like, the right time. Um, we, there's no acrimonious reason. Everybody is just, I think, done, and, you know, we're all in our late 50s, early 60s, so... Um, we have other things on, on you know, in our lives. So um, this next tour is basically about the uh, the celebration of the legacy.
0: It'll be all four of you, right? All the original members: Jane, Charlotte, Gina, and yourself. You know, one by one. What do you think each sort of brings to the the group that ultimately comes together and creates something together that neither of you could do, you know, individually?
1: Well, G- Gina's rhythm, I think, is is uh, she has the go-go sound. I mean,
0: you know, <laughs> I think the, the, the
1: drum beat is uh, the drummer. Sets the style of the band, I think, in any band. Um, I think Jane it has, her lyrics are, um, she's an incredible lyricist. Charlotte has, writes amazing melodies and she's a songwriting genius. And I think that my voice, although it's, you know, not the best voice in the world, it's definitely distinguishable. And um, you know, I, and it's just one of those things that works. There's definitely a chemistry that's carried us through the 38 years we've been together.
0: Definitely, you guys. I mean, your sound just sort of helped define an, an era. And you know, you can put on one of your your records, and, and you're instantly transported to the the early '80s, and you know, Fast Times at <laughs> Ridgemont All of that, like it, it's all sort of wrapped together. Um, take me back to um, Beauty and the Beat was was the album that really put you guys on the map. And uh, off of that, Our Lips Are Sealed. Um, take me into sort of the formation of that song. Like, who wrote it, and where were you when you first heard that sucker hit the radio?
1: Oh, okay. Well, Our Lips Are Sealed was actually. It started off as a letter between um, Jane and, 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 and our band and Terry Hall from the Specials because they were having a little love affair. Uh, they both put it to music, and actually it was a hit for Terry's band after the Specials, Fun Boy 3, um, and it has different musical chords. And then it was a hit for the Go-Go's um, in the States a little bit afterwards with the whole... Different set of chords, so there's really two versions of that song that that are out that's out there, and they are both big hits. Um, so it's kind of an, an interesting tidbit. Um, the first time I heard it on the radio, I turned it up. <laughs> and I still turn it up, actually. By the way, um, but I remember, you know, the, the, uh, being in my boyfriend Buster's beat-up uh, VW, and coming from I think it was San Pedro, and then we were on the freeway, and it came on K Rock, and we're like, oh my god, you know, it was yeah. pretty, pretty um, magical.
0: That's so awesome. And then, of course, followed followed up with uh, we got to beat. Uh, wh- how did that song come about?
1: writing wrote that song when she was uh, watching the twilight zone Wow! and she was just like stream of consciousness writing (laughs) (laughs) which you know sometimes some of the best songs are written like that you know they just come from somewhere you know and and um she wrote it in a few minutes
0: who knew that it came from the twilight zone and then how much do you think fast times having that as that opening on the you know in the beginning of the movie helped boost it
1: Oh, definitely it did I mean it was at that movie's classic California um, and we were classic California so I, I think it um, yeah it definitely had that was a huge hit for us and and that was a time in the gogo's career when everything just fell into place really she um, you know, just you know we couldn't make no mistake it just <laughs> happened for us and and um, you know we went from going from not even not knowing how to plug our instruments into amplifiers or writing songs, to being the number one band in America three years later. So it was kind of a magic story.
0: How much was it important for you for the, you know, the Vacation album, following up off that? You know, there's so many bands that have that awesome hit record, and they can't follow it with, an, with another right. album. But Vacation really showed you guys sort of your staying power. Um, talk about you know, coming up with that album and, and that song particularly.
1: Well, I mean, that was actually not a very big success for us. I mean, it seems like it might be, but we were under a lot of pressure, um, of course, to come up with the material for that. I mean, um, we had, they, they put us in the studio right away. We should have taken a couple of years off to, to write some more songs, but, you know, they say you have 20 years to write your first album and you have two to write your second. And that kind of was, you know, where we were at. We, we, you know, we had vacation, and a lot of songs had to be written. Um, there's a lot of pressure on the band, and um, it was a, a difficult time for the Go Go's. And of course, you know, big expectations and and um, a lot of disappointment <laughs> after it came out. But but actually, there's a, there's a few good songs on that album.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, obviously, we, we don't have to go through all the songs, but let's maybe do one more from from the group. Uh, Head over heels. Who uh, who wrote that? How that one come up?
1: Uh, that song was written by Charlotte and Jane, and I think that the lyric, lyrically, that song is pretty sophisticated. I mean, the thing about Gogo's songs is that they have, like, you know, this sort of sweet melodies, but if you really dig deep and, listen, and really look at the lyrics, a lot of the lyrics are pretty dark, and that song, lyrically, was about how we were all feeling, um, being under this microscope and having so much fame, and... The confusion, the sort of self sabotage, the um, you know, we started to implode a bit. So that's what that that song really captures all that um, in a very go go's way.
0: Right. Yeah. And the, I guess your your own sort of take me into the branching off into the solo career because a lot of people know Belinda Carlisle <laughs> for her, in her mm-hmm. own right. Um, are you talking that sort of the imploding? Did that sort of coincide with, with you leaving, leaving and doing your your own thing?
1: Well, no, the band broke up um, before I, I I started recording my recorded my first album. Um, that wasn't the reason why the band broke up. It was be- broke up because of the classic rock and roll um, reasons, you know, drugs, right. ego, publishing, all the classics. So, um, but I knew that I had the opportunity to to make an album and make a solo album. So that so I did within a year of uh, you know the band breaking up. So it, I knew it was always
0: out there for me. Yeah, and your your voice was so recognizable at that point from the group that a solo career was just obvious. Take me into the the uh, the sensation that was "Heaven Is a Place on Earth."
1: Well, that al- album, actually, that song. When the first time I heard that song, when when um, it was written, it was just sounded like a, one of those songs. And in my experience, that could be a number one song. But a number one song it can be a great song, but it also. It, it depends on what else is in the charts. It has a lot of there's a lot of variables. So I knew that if I ever had a chance to have a global number one, that was it. And that song did establish um, myself as as a international recording artist. I mean, the go-Gos were only really big in the states, mm-hmm. had a cult following maybe in france and, and right. Australia and Japan. And, and that's about it. so that that song was was just universal. So, um, yeah, it was a it was a big thing, big deal for
0: me, and for all of us. All right, well, after all your solo stuff, you know, mad about you, circle in the sand, leave a light on, all your stuff take me into how you sort of got back together with, with the ladies and, and brought the band back together for this, you know, what did we say, 38-year run still to get, get it back Oh, together. yeah,
1: I know, because I mean, people keep saying they, think, you know, they keep saying reunion, when actually <laughs> there's only one reunion. That was probably um, in 1990 we got back together um, for a environmental initiative in California that Jane Fonda put together, and she asked us if we would perform, and that was kind of the first, you know, time after we broke up in '84, so we got together and we've been working ever since. And and um, pretty much every summer, there's been a few. We have we took a couple summers off, a couple years off, just these last couple of years. Um, but we pretty much been working every summer since, and we have a, you know, a really large, loyal, amazing following that you know has has been with us through the years.
0: Do you think you guys will ever be in the Rock Hall?
1: To be perfectly honest, I don't understand why we're not. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, it could be, be, you know, I mean, the yeah. story is, like, so... Uh, is it, it's an amazing story of... Uh, we came from a garage, we put ourselves together. It was it was uh, all-girls, operation, management, roadies. It's an amazing story. Um, I'd like to think that one day we will. I don't understand why we're not ever on the ballot, but... Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. I mean, I, I think it's only a matter of time, and I'd like to see the band get in, because it, it really does, if I may say so myself, that they really do deserve to get in.
0: Uh, I think we agree. Yeah, I mean, you're the first all-female band to write your own songs, play your own instruments, to top the right. charts. I mean, that's, that's... Yeah, it's
1: kind of a no-brainer. Kind uh, of a his- For history. whatever reason, I don't get it. I mean, who knows? Well, I mean, you... I've heard different, different weird stories, but who knows? But hopefully, one day that we'll be able to to make it in.
0: There you heard it, your first from the future rock hall of famers, uh, <laughs> Belinda, Belinda Carlisle. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you so much. Bye.
0: Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.